Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Happy New Year to everyone. And I uh, hope it's off to a good start. 2023 is upon us. We'll have to get used to writing that and uh, see if that will uh, will work out. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, Happy New Year to you, Aaron. And, man, I tell you, a lot has happened since we were uh, last together, since we were last visiting. And a lot of that, of course, today we wanted to talk about the uh, unbelievable TCU victory, the Georgia. I mean, the first time, really, I can remember the sem- both semifinals were just knockdown, drag out, great games. And we will talk about that. I mean, I honestly, I, I, I had so much, I, that, that was such an emotional type, that TCU game. I almost had to kind of take a breather before the uh, Georgia game. And then, of course, the all the NFL games occurred Sunday. The Eagles continue to lose. And the Cowboys have that avenue to perhaps win a division title. But um, everything stopped last night. And, and that was going to be a great Monday night football game. And, of course, we'd gather around to watch that between the Bills and the Bengals, two teams, really the, uh, the two best teams in the AFC getting together. And something happened midway through the first quarter that a lot of us will never forget, and especially the ones who were a part of it and were there and in that stadium. But watching it was one of the most surreal experiences. And uh, uh, DeMar uh, Hamlin, the Buffalo safety, and I don't know if everybody has seen exactly what happened because obviously it's not something you want to show over and over, although – you know, ESPN did show it, and Aaron, I don't know how you were watching or or how closely tuned in you were at that point. I had turned on the game just like in the moments it was happening, and then everybody was, and, and it was um, it was sort of disorienting to watch and go, okay, what's going on? And then soon after that, you saw players crying, and I mean, I've just never quite seen that visceral reaction from the players. But the Bengals receiver T. Higgins put his shoulder down and went into DeMar Hamlin, who made the tackle. He certainly got the worst end of that collision uh, in a lot of ways. But, you know, it it didn't look – and that's what people have brought up today, Aaron, is that it certainly didn't look like – sometimes you see a neck injury or something, you go, oh, no, oh, no. The crown of the helmet was down or this or that. This was a guy putting his shoulder down and the guy trying to tackle him. And he gets back up, the safety for the Bills, DeMar Hamlin, and then he just falls to the ground. 
And you just and, and again, I've watched the replay of it. I can't say that in the midst of it. I mean, I just happened to turn the game on because I was excited to watch this game. I just had stuff going on. I'd watch the Rose Bowl, and of course, that ended up being. I mean, the whole day was an interesting. Uh, what happened with the Cotton Bowl was an interesting game with Tulane coming back to beat uh, USC. But everything was put in perspective, and everything seemed irrelevant compared to what we were watching last night. And uh, as the ambulance came out on the field, and then we would learn that they were doing CPR on the player, and I have to say, I I said to my wife, I said, I don't think, I mean, the, judging by the reactions, I just thought, I, I don't think he's going to make it. I, I don't, I, I you know, it just doesn't seem like there's going to be a good outcome here. The, the fact that <laughs> there started to be, a bit of a warm-up, and then it was announced that there was going to be like a five-minute warm-up for the players was even in the moment. Now, Aaron, sometimes we're with time, people sort of overreact to go, okay, how could you do that? How could you do this? But I mean, like, the NFL has vehemently said and denied that through Troy Vincent, one of the executive vice presidents with the league and guy used to play for the Eagles. They have said, no, 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 we were not going to try to resume the game within five minutes. It certainly looked like it. And I do think the NFL is geared on almost all injuries to resume the game. But this was a far different thing. And um, I I felt bad for ESPN. They've been praised. And I think from a compassion standpoint, they they did a good job. And, and finally, they got it to Booger in the studio. And Booger, it, it took a little while because people just didn't know what they didn't. We didn't have any news. We didn't know what you know how. We knew it was bad, but nobody really knew any. You have to have news to report at some point, and of course, that's when everybody went into action that had been up in the press box. And kudos to uh, the the uh, Ben Baby, who used to be at the Dallas Morning News, who covers the Bengals now. He had some news. He was able to get out to the parking lot and see the ambulance going, and knew what hospital they were taking the ambulance to. Uh, it was a it was a wild scene last night, and of course, it's all anybody's talking about today. And we'll have other things. I mean, I, I at 4:20 today, we're going to talk about the the late great Cliff Gustafson, the uh, the famed University of Texas baseball coach who passed away at the age of 91. And we got a great guest lined up for you, and Ty Harrington, who uh, boy has the Waco roots, Midway. I mean, you know, he's he's got all the connections, and so. Ty, uh, and he used to coach at Texas State, but he played for, for Coach Gustafson at, uh, at Texas. And so that'll be awesome to get to, uh, to, get to catch up with him and, and visit with him at 420. Uh, and, and then, of course, at uh, 5 o'clock, we will talk a little bit today about what happened with, uh, with TCU in that game. Now, Aaron, I, I don't know kind of what uh, – I don't know what – now, did you were you already watching the game, or did you see everything breaking on Twitter and immediately go over to the broadcast? What I was about to say about the broadcast is, it's just hard when you don't. Of course, they have a sideline. Lisa Salters does a nice job for them, you know, in those moments, um, trying to find things out. But man, the lack of news. And, and I, they finally had somebody in the studio, and I think it was Booger McFarlane, who said, you can't play this game. 
you can't resume this game. I mean, I think most of us were kind of already thinking that. But it was sort of important for somebody from ESPN to have that opinion. I mean, it had to be a helpless feeling for Adam Schefter because, as I was saying to my wife, that's a newsman right there. Okay, he's the news guy. And he's got his phone in front of him. Well, he's not going to have anybody that's around that ambulance out on the field telling him anything. You know, and so there was such a lack of information that everybody was just left in horror. And what do you feel when you have a lack of information and only have the shots, those kind of faraway shots of the scene on the field, you just start thinking the worst. Imagine all the fans, of course, at the game. I mean, the worst, of course, is imagine, uh, you know, imagine DeMar Hamlin's uh, family, you know, what they were going through, what they were thinking. And it was, uh, I was glad to hear that his mom was able to be in the ambulance with him. Uh, and so anyway, it was a, uh, it was a lot to take in last night. And then what they finally reported was that it was a cardiac arrest after that hit. And so, uh, he continues to be in intensive care and listed in critical condition. We'll be looking for any and all updates that come along. And right now the family's asking for privacy as they should and as they deserve to have. But, of course, the outpouring of support and love. Aaron, I noticed today on on a uh, on his foundation that is doing some things for kids and underprivileged kids and that kind of thing, I think he was seeking somewhere in the neighborhood maybe like $25,000 or twenty-five. It You know, it was a very modest, whatever it was, amount that he was trying to raise. I think I saw this afternoon where it was at $4.5 million raised. And I think it just shows around the country – just the compassion and 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 just how horrible people feel for this young man, and I think everybody's just rooting for him and praying for him. Aaron, how did you how did you hear about it, and were you actually sort of watching the game when the when this all occurred? No, I uh, I timed. I, it was nice enough that I could walk yesterday, so I timed my walk uh-huh. to where I would get home about the middle. Yeah. Of the first quarter, took a quick shower and then turned on the game. And at that point, I think it had happened probably about five minutes before that. So when I turned on the game, I had no context. I hadn't heard anything. And, uh, you know, you just see the players standing around, some crying. And obviously my first thought was that it was a neck injury because we had seen things yeah. like that before. Yeah. Um, so I immediately went to ESPN and to Twitter to try to yeah. see what was going on and obviously found out pretty quickly. Yeah, and when you have that lack of information, people are going to kind of fill it with with things. And sometimes people rush out there. There was a uh, somebody who purports to be uh, his marketing person, and it seemed like a, a valid individual who was the first person to put it out there that he was in critical condition, but the vitals were okay. And Aaron, that's the crazy part is we're so desperate in those times for some good news that, of course, I I, I looked and that immediately had like 70,000 likes. or I mean, like everybody was going crazy over that news. And, you know, then you have to determine, okay, is this person truly who connected to the family? 
you know, is he speaking for the family? There is a family statement out there today thanking everybody and thanking everybody from the support, their support. Now, Jerry Jones had a previously scheduled uh, Cowboys owner, uh, his interview today and on Tuesdays on 105.3 The Fan, which is the flagship station. And I thought it'd be interesting, especially since we talk so much about the Cowboys, and Aaron did a good job. We'll sprinkle some of these in uh, throughout the day. Jerry has a lot of thoughts, by the way, on the league and and how quickly, you know, how you postpone things, how they handle the COVID. Jerry is thought to, I mean, he certainly, you know, has a, a huge say in league uh, activities and in things that happen and so here is Jerry's here are his thoughts, overall thoughts on the entire um DeMar Hamlin situation from last night. Well it's good on uh, his teammates, that entire Bills organization and really the Bengals as well. They were so much a, a part of it there and uh it was uh, uh certainly uh the the most uh different thing that uh, I've watched and uh, relative to uh, uh, just the sincere outpouring of interest in uh, DeMar's family's well-being and, of course, DeMar, uh, it was uh, uh, special to see him uh, be have available the emergency care that he had. And as it turns out and as we know more, uh, that care could uh, uh, very well have been uh, a difference maker. But we don't know that at all, and I don't have any data on his medical condition. Yeah. But I'm so proud of everyone involved because the only thing that was uh, of interest to anybody was his well-being and his care and the well-being of his teammates and everybody involved. So uh, uh, it was something to... Uh, uh, be uh, 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 real uh, sensitive uh, to, and I'm not, uh, and I'm talking about not his well-being as much as I am just the well-being of everybody that was concerned about him. And it's great to know that they're all getting the kind of attention and care that they deserve uh, under those circumstances. All right, there was Jerry Jones this morning talking about it and and sort of uh, his overall thoughts on it. We have more from Jerry later in the program. The statement um, from the family, from the Hamlin family, on Tuesday said, on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We are deeply um, moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country, the family said in a statement released um, Tuesday morning. And uh, we also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. And we feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization to have their support also want to thank Coach Taylor, of course, that's the Bengals coach, and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. 
All right, we'll continue to talk about this throughout the day because it is the enormous story in sports, and I'll have uh, a lot of thoughts as we get through the day. We also have an early uh, women's game tonight, the uh, Baylor women at uh, in Norman for a game that begins at 6, so we'll be, uh, we'll be off the air a little early today because the pregame show starts at 5.30. All right, and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll get all that going for you. Next, though, we look back at the uh, life and career of uh, Cliff Gustafson. We lost him at age 91, the famous University of Texas baseball coach. We'd, uh, we talked to one of his former players next. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC. 
We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Cowboys final week is set. Dallas will kick off at 325 versus the Washington Commanders. At the same time, the Eagles will host the Giants in their final regular season game. Cowboys win and the Eagles lost would give the Cowboys the NFC East. Tulane scored 16 points in the final four minutes of the Cotton Bowl to beat USC 46-45. Penn State wins the Rose Bowl 35-21. That leaves one college football game left in the season. And it's the National Championship set for Monday with TCU taking on Georgia at SoFi Stadium. Mavericks beat the Rockets 111-106. Mavs on a seven-game winning streak. That's the longest for the Mavs since 2011. Mavs are off till Thursday when they host the Celtics. Fader women's basketball tonight at Oklahoma, 6 o'clock tip. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, uh, proud to be joined by Ty Harrington right now. And uh, uh, Coach Harrington, great to visit with you. I hate that it's under these circumstances, but uh, who better to talk about uh, Coach Gustafson uh, than you? His, uh, the team captain at the University of Texas uh, back in 1987, I'm sure you've been, uh, it's a tough day, but also hearing this news last couple of days, but uh, also probably some pretty incredible memories. And, and I bet you have, uh, I bet you've been talking to some of your former teammates, but uh, welcome, uh, welcome back to the uh, Matt Mosley show. It's great to have you. Matt, thanks for having me, having me. Yeah, obviously would have been enjoyed this from uh, a different perspective, a different level. But in the same breath, um, I have to say this. I mean, I, I truly mean this. And um, I, I think coaches, you know, at this point in his life is in a much better place. And um, I know there were lots of family members and, and former players even and some others that were patiently waiting. And he, he is truly um, in, a, in a better place. And I had an opportunity to spend some time with Coach off and on um you know a month ago and um and he you know i mean his, his health had declined some um but you could still walk into his room and um his his steely blue eyes would just open up and a <laughs> smile would come on his face and he would recognize you and and uh and would want to 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 listen and and uh and hear about what was going on in each of our lives and and uh and so um, I will miss that. Um, I will miss the opportunity of late night phone calls, uh, from coach and, and to him about life, baseball and whatever, you know, came my way. And, and he always had time for it and time for me and, and was always grateful and appreciative of that. And, um, but I'll miss that. But, but the memories of what he created in my life and several others, but what he did to enhance and enrich my life, um, I'll never be able to truly repay him. 
uh, for that. And, uh, and so not only from a coaching and a playing perspective, but on a personal level as well. And uh, so I'll, I'll miss that part, but the memories, man, I've got so many in the stories. You're right. <laughs> the stories have been flowing like rich wine over the last few days uh, between a lot of us and, and players and coaches all alike. What was the first thing you remember about him, like even when you got recruited to go there in uh, in 1986, which, by the way, some unbelievable teammates that you had. What a rich time in University of Texas baseball history. But what was your first, uh, when you think back on, on getting recruited there, and what was your first memory uh, of coach, and, and what kind of stood out to you from that time? Well, I mean, I, I wish that we all could recruit like he did, and that was to have this the, the the infamous orange phone that when he called you and said how would you he would tell you a little bit about playing at the University of Texas and the rich tradition and the pride and and the wins and the championships and and all the great things that went along with it if you didn't already know and he would tell you all about it and then at the end of it he'd say well you want to be a Longhorn or not and that was it <laughs> and you either chose yes or you or you didn't. And uh, for most of us, it was we chose yes. And I, I, I think now, you know, I heard, I heard Roger Clemens say it and, and some other guys over the last few days talk about that exact same conversation from a recruiting standpoint. But that was my first real uh, taste of his presence and, and how much uh, respect he got and how much when he spoke, how much we all listened and hung on to everything he said. Uh, he didn't say a ton, you know, and, and and so when he did, it was meaningful, and it was important, and you paid attention. And it started that day on that phone conversation uh, coming out of Target in Waco, Texas, when my mom got hold of me and told me I had to come home, that Coach Gus was about to call. And, uh, and it started on that day, and it's since never been any different, to be honest with you. And uh, I've never heard a man or seen too many men hold so many people's attention in such a respectful and a delightful and entertaining, but really an informative way as coach was able to do. What did he, what was, as a, as a coach and, and you were an infielder, like what was the, what was his biggest strength? Was it, like you said, he didn't maybe, he had this great presence about him and didn't have to say a whole lot. But, like, even in, as you've gone into your coaching career, when you think back on, okay, what did he impart on me uh, wisdom-wise? Because it sounded like you you all, you all stayed in touch throughout your coaching career, and he had such a big impact. What was the what was the thread through all of that? Well, I think he tried to simplify things for us. For us, not him, but for us. Um, he, he kept things pretty simple. You worked hard. You played hard, you competed, and you played to win. That was the only way that it went at the University of Texas. It wasn't about – there was no gray area with him. It was all very straightforward. Um, and because of – he tried to simplify everything, um, we truly did. We had a lot of great players and better than most. But we, we truly outworked just about everybody. And it was demanded from him to us – as to how that's the way we were going to be and how we were going to approach things. It was always going to be done the right way. 
Uh, it was always going to be done with class, and and it was all going to be done through a prepared competition or learning how to compete. And really, he he really enhanced all of our abilities to push ourselves to understand what it was really like to have a will to win and a will to work. And um, and so we we all learned that from him. I, I tried my coaching career, probably not obviously not as successful as he was at it, um, but we all tried to, to, to emulate and have taken that in our lives moving forward as men in any walks of life we've all chosen. We've taken those traits from him. There's no question in my mind that he helped add on to what our parents had already taught us. But at a really, really formidable age, at 19 to 21, when you're full of opportunities and choices, he helped us. He helped us learn how to work. He helped us learn how to compete. He helped us learn how to have skills and traits that we can move forward in our life with, not just win championships, but to move forward in our life with. And if you go and you look, and there's some guys there in Waco, Todd Haney, some other guys that have that have been in that whole you know Central Texas area that were Longhorns too. That guy gave us, Coach Gus gave us every chance that we could to learn how to do things right and to compete and work hard and to be successful. And uh, and I, I forever will be grateful for him. And as a coach, I tried to to take some of that information and those ideas and, and press them forward into, into the teams that I had at wherever I coached. Uh, he obviously always had a tremendous amount of influence on me, but I will share something with you that I don't know that too many people know, and, and they're starting to figure out today or over the last couple of days, he invented analytics in baseball. You know, Billy Bean gets all the credit. That's fine. And, and there was movies and shows and books, but coach Gus was one of the most statistical analytical driven people in college baseball that there has ever been. He had his own stats. He had what was important to him. And so all those hunches and all those ideas and all those things, he had already played out in his mind. He knew how to, to control the game. He knew how to control his players and how to get them to do certain things and play in certain moments, who could perform in this moment, that moment. And he learned all that and, and developed his own analytics and so I giggle every time I watch hear somebody say, well, Bill, you know, the, all the analytics and probate, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I saw it in 1984. So uh, give, me, give me something new that, that the rest of us haven't seen before. And so not many people know that he was a very statistical driven and, and paid attention to him and knew a lot about the game before everybody else did. Well, that's fascinating. Ty Harrington, longtime Texas State baseball coach, joining us the Matt Mosley Show. Played at Midway. And, uh, boy, did you dream when you were playing there, you, you all moved to the Waco area, were you thinking, well, you know, Baylor's right down the road, University of Texas. Like, what were you – like, when did you start um, kind of dreaming, like, I think I could, could do this at some of these major programs? When did it, when did it occur to you? Uh, were you – early in high school or was it kind of on into high school? You know, it was later in my high school career that I, I felt like I had a chance to play collegiate baseball. Originally met my mom and dad and my uncles and everybody in my family had gone to Baylor and were athletes at Baylor. My dad was mm-hmm. a coach and player at Baylor. Um, I was headed that way really in, in to, to, to think about maybe playing baseball and, and, but in all honesty, and, and would have been really happy to have done it. I would have been honored to have played at Baylor, to be honest with you. Um, for me, I spent a good portion of my life in Waco um, and loved it. I wanted to spread my wings some 
And uh, when that opportunity came to go to Austin and, and obviously, you know, to play in, a, in an orange and white uniform for the first time, it was different in our family. And I, I wanted to have my own independence about it. And, uh, and there was a lot behind that. And, uh, and again, I, I, you know, most people that know me know that I had tremendous Baylor ties still today and, and, and love that university for what it did for my mom and dad and family and, and, and have a ton of respect for it. But for me and for Ty Harrington at that moment in his life, it was an opportunity to, to go do something different and to step out. And, uh, and so I, I recognized it my senior year and, and uh, was given that opportunity. As I said, when the orange phone rang, um, it was just a time for me to, to, to start my own independence. Um, forever grateful to my high school coach, Kim Beverly, uh, rest in peace himself, and who was a truly one of the greatest men uh, in the world in my high school, which I jokingly say, but kind of, kind of confidently say to the greatest high school in the state of Texas uh, and Midway and, and certainly proud of my roots and, uh, and certainly proud of my heritage and, and certainly was blessed and, and really truly lucky to be presented the idea uh, of getting an opportunity to play at the University of Texas for Coach Gus. Boy, Coach Gus uh, uh, passes away age 91. Talking to Ty Harrington, I'm curious what uh, – what numbers, uh, Coach, were were most important to uh, Coach Gustafson? Like when you're talking about, I'm fascinated by what you just talked about, the analytics and how much of a role he played in that. Were there a couple of numbers that he valued? And I'm sure you took some of that uh, into coaching with you all these years. And by the way, you're being modest. You did go on to win about 600 and 60 you know games so you did pretty well i would say uh throughout your career but what were the what were the numbers that really stuck out and that that coach gustafson valued the most well believe it or not it was your strikeout walk ratio as a hitter (laughs) as a pitcher both sides of the coin were huge for him um he also had his own built-in stats about who could hit with men in scoring position, who could skit, who could hit with men on base. He had his own um, value to him statistically about quality starts. And then also how guys were able to perform uh, as pitchers with men in scoring position. Um, And then obviously the, the one that he, he valued and and spoke so highly of too uh, was the defense. We just, we just didn't make many mistakes. We didn't create innings for other people. Uh, we didn't create innings with walks. Obviously, as it mentioned earlier, it was important to him, but not creating, you know, avenues for the other team to take advantage of our mistakes. And so his his analytics started with the basis of those. You know, the batting average was important, but it wasn't the tell-all for him. Uh, the ERA was important, but it wasn't the the absolute for him. There were minor parts, as I mentioned earlier, and other details of those statistics that had tremendous value for him. And and I remember in 1988, when I first went on the staff, you know, he had his own quality start sheet and, and what that meant for our pitchers and how he, and he devised it himself. Um, and obviously a big one, which was big for people today, um, the, the slugging percentage, and uh, an on-base percentage. And uh, and so when you start combining the two, which a lot of people do now, and there are other stats that the people have built on over the years to add to it, particularly for Major League Baseball, where you have a, a bigger data pile to, to, to dig from. Um, but he was doing it, 
you know, years and years ago, and every pitch that was thrown in an inter-squad game, and let me tell you, Matt, there were plenty of inter-squad games and plenty of innings of inter-squad games. When you're playing 14 innings a day, there was a lot of statistic being, <laughs> a lot of data being piled up on you, and and he knew every piece of it, every pitch of it, every at-bat of it, every error of it, and, I mean, he just – his mind was set in that way, and, and it was that important to him. And, you know, he knew – Coach knew the the importance of any expectations and the standards that the University of Texas expected and demanded and deserved. He knew that. He worked towards that. And subsequently, so did we. And so he worked feverishly. If he wasn't working, he was with his family. He didn't have a ton of hobbies. He was completely, <laughs> completely dedicated to his family and to his other family, the University of Texas baseball program. And he just was a man of routine. He was a man of, of doing the same things over and over and, and, um, and just truly, truly one of the um, most unbelievable baseball people that I've ever experienced and had, converse, had privilege to have conversation with. Did he get after um, the, the umpires at times? I, I was, I've been trying to think back. I was kind of a kid no. when those rotations, no, I mean, you know, watching Texas, he didn't really – no, Matt, not to cut you off. No, Coach, to my knowledge, never got kicked out of a game. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> or was ejected from a game. Now, he knew the rule book better than anybody else, better than the umpires. I know multiple times that he would walk out to the home plate <laughs> or to the mound and call timeout, not holler and scream it. He didn't holler and scream and cuss. And he would walk out with the rule book to explain to the umpires what was going on. And I multiple times saw him do that. And then, and of course, you know, again, he was, he was so prepared as a, as a coach that the umpires, I think ultimately, I wouldn't use the word intimidated, but I know that they were on their, on their best to try to know everything they could because they knew he knew the, the, the rule book and they knew he knew everything about it. And uh, I think if you went and asked all the umpires that ever umpired a game for him, he did nothing but treat them with the utmost respect um, and with the utmost, you know, I mean, I, he just didn't holler and scream at him. Now, he could walk out there with his hands in his back pocket and question, you know, what happened or why, and then turn around and walk right back to the dugout and never say another word about it. And so, I mean, I, you know, it, that, wasn't his, that wasn't his cup of tea. And I saw him pick up a base and throw it or kick dirt or anything like that. And, and uh, he always felt like he was supposed to be out there on that field or in that dugout coaching. Yeah. Isn't it funny how some people always feel like old to you? Like he, like, I just think Augusta, you know, I, I mean, he was a young man at some point, you know, but he, he just kind of <laughs> had that air about him that, and I'm sure y'all, uh, it was just almost, um, y'all were in awe of him at times, but, uh, you know, same thing with coach Royal. I mean, think about those. I was yeah. looking at pictures of him today and I, that, that UT cap, sitting up real high on his head and like that's the that that's the ut that i remember you know and and uh what a what an unbelievable legacy that he has left uh, uh cliff gustafson uh passes away at age 91 ty it's so great to uh visit with you and boy your whole family uh, uh everybody uh loved your parents and man i've heard such great things about all of you all over the years so i really appreciate you uh taking the time today Matt, thank you for having me, and, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak about one of the greatest men and, 
in uh, in my life, and, and uh, certainly, you know, uh, with my mom and dad and family, they 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 led me in the right direction, and 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 entrusted Coach Gus that he was going to help me do the same thing, and and he certainly did. And um, I'm proud I had an opportunity to play for him and and spend time with him in my life. He did have a huge impact on my life, and um, I'm glad that you're affording me the opportunity to tell other people. Because uh, a lot of people don't know a lot of things about Coach Gus. I mean, he had a tremendous sense of humor. He loved to play the guitar. He loved to play golf. He loved to to to, to joke with his other coaches and other people in his life. And and uh, and a lot of people just saw this really stoic, incredible man with his hands in his back pocket and a dip of snuff in his mouth. But there was a lot more more to him, and uh, there's a lot more to him. Just like there were a lot of wins, that's for sure. <laughs> you think he was friends with Willie too? In addition to Coach Royal oh. being friends with with Willie Nelson? Oh, make no doubt about it. And I saw Willie Nelson sit in our dugout on multiple occasions before he would sing the national anthem. And uh, so, yes, he knew George Strait. He knew everybody. If you're a country western singer and you could play the guitar and you were a friend of Coach Gus's if you lived in Austin, Texas at a really special time in Austin, Texas as well. And so yes, he 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 explored all of that when he finally learned how to play the guitar and and uh you know, he I guess if I said he didn't have many hobbies, he loved he did love to play golf and uh, he taught me how to play golf and and uh, and enjoy it and uh and so there's a lot of things about that that man that people don't know other than he won a 22 southwest conference championships two national championships and a lot of regular season baseball games oh man i could talk about this all day by the way did you ever go over the armadillo or any of those famous uh did you go would you sneak out and listen to a little uh live music either when you were a player or a coach <laughs> yeah i did and still do <laughs> And <laughs> music here as well and so yes i did austin texas when i walked there <laughs> i walked in there for the very first time and my college roommates at the time took me down to four street sixth street where all the live music was it, it changed my life about live music and uh still do today and enjoy it and love it and uh and there were good times that's for sure well, co- uh, Coach, I really appreciate it, and uh, I look forward. Let's let's catch you like a Baylor baseball game or something together one of these days. Sounds like a great plan, and, and anytime you guys uh, want me to come on and talk about college baseball, still I believe is one of the greatest sports, if not the greatest sports uh, in college athletics, let me know, and I'll come on, and we'll talk about Baylor. We'll talk about the University of Texas, Texas State, and college baseball because it is truly, truly one of the greatest games on dirt. Well, I appreciate it. The greatest coach ever at Texas State and a great uh, former Texas player. Uh, Really appreciate it. There he goes, Ty Harrington, uh, former Midway star, UT star, and then became a great baseball coach here in the state of Texas for Texas State all those years. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's do some Campus Confidential as we uh, look into – all the uh, amazing uh, college football that we've seen over the past three or four days. That is next. Happy New Year from the Matt Mosley Show. Weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break. Donate blood. And save lives. 
Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Cowboys final week is set. Dallas will kick off at 325 versus the Washington Commanders. At the same time, the Eagles will host the Giants in their final regular season game. Cowboys win and the Eagles lost would give the Cowboys the NFC East. Tulane scored 16 points in the final four minutes of the Cotton Bowl to beat USC 46-45. Penn State wins the Rose Bowl 35-21. That leaves one college football game left in the season and it's the National Championship set for Monday with TCU taking on Georgia at SoFi Stadium. Mavericks beat the Rockets 111-106. Mavs on a seven-game winning streak. That's the longest for the Mavs since 2011. Mavs are off till Thursday when they host the Celtics. Fader women's basketball tonight at Oklahoma. Six o'clock tip. 
and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And um, our thoughts uh, continue to go to uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family, the uh, Buffalo Bills player, last night in that scary injury. And it ended up being a, uh, a cardiac uh, arrest. Uh, and they, they got him... Obviously, uh, they revived him enough to to get him to the hospital. We continue to wait on more details on that. We'll keep you posted, and we'll be talking through that. We heard from Jerry Jones earlier today, and so know that we'll be uh, getting back into that, uh, especially tomorrow, as hopefully we have more information. We're going to get off the air a little early tonight because we have Baylor women's basketball. They start up at 6 o'clock. They play the... Uh, well, they play the uh, Oklahoma. They're in Norman, and uh, it's a pretty good outfit, pretty good team against Oklahoma, and we'll see how that goes. And, uh, boy, great stuff from Ty Harrington, the uh, longtime Texas State coach who also was a former Midway star, oh, circa 1983, and then went on to the uh, Longhorns, played there, and uh, he, Ty's about 58 years old, so he would have played when he was talking about Roger Clemens. That's about the time uh, Ty was at, and, boy, I think about all those guys, Calvin uh, Swindell was there right around there, Greg Swindell. Chiraldi, uh, Calvin Chiraldi would have been on that staff. That's probably the greatest, you could make an argument, that's the greatest college uh, pitching rotation ever. And people say, well, what about Vandy? Well, maybe, but I'm back then in the 80s. And before that, uh, Coach Gustafson coached, uh, what, Hooten? Was on, uh, I mean, he just had unbelievable players all all through there, and uh, we uh, we uh, mourn the death of uh, 91-year-old uh, Coach Gustafson. They call him Coach Gus at Texas. What an incredible life and career that he had. All right, Aaron, let's talk a little college football. What do you have for us? Another Baylor defensive back has entered the transfer portal. Sophomore, no! Sophomore cornerback Lorando Snacks Johnson entered the portal over the weekend. He played in 12 of Baylor's 13 games last year. He had 16 tackles, five pass breakups. As a redshirt freshman in 2021, he played in eight games, including starting the Sugar Bowl win over Ole Miss. He joins safeties Al Walcott and Devin Neal, who previously entered the transfer portal. Yeah, and you got to wonder, okay, how much does the uh, firing of Ron Roberts have to do this? You know, we're kind of hoping the, the uh, bringing back the uh, safeties coach uh, the new defensive coordinator, that'll be kind of uh, uh, exciting to see uh, how that goes with Matt Pallage. I was hoping that would kind of stabilize things. And, again, this is not – every program has sort of, uh, you know, loses some players. Aaron, what's the count up to now, eight or nine? I mean, it's not – Eight. Yeah, it's okay. still low compared to most other schools. Yeah, yeah. But, you know – Anytime it's a starter, you hate it. I mean, and, and I like snacks, and I like what he did. I loved Al Walcott. I mean, he's a good player. He's really fine players. You mentioned uh, Devin Neal earlier. Bears have some depth, 
back there. And uh, I think, you know, eventually things will settle down. They'll be okay. And there's still people in the portal. I mean, you know, when you lose somebody in the portal, sometimes you got to dip back into the portal and bring somebody in. They've certainly done that at wide receiver, running back. They've brought in two elite offensive linemen. So the Bears have been uh, about as active as they've ever been in the portal. Some of that's by necessity. And I know what everybody's waiting for. Where's the quarterback? Where's the quarterback that you're going to come in, get to come in and compete with uh, Blake Shapin? That needs to happen. But uh, you can't just snap and say, all right, I'll just dial it up. Okay, we got this guy now. But you got to get in the portal and you got to find somebody. And uh, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, not not great news, but um, it's that that is the college football world we live in now. And you got to if you if you uh, get all sad and teary uh, after everybody leaves, you'll just cry all the time because it's happening all across college football. Aaron, have you been crying? No, Aaron's fine. <laughs> Aaron's fine. Did not like. I I got something from Aaron on this thing, and he was a little down about it. But I I, I think Aaron has bounced back and he's ready to go. What else do we have, sir? After winning two straight Big Ten titles and making two straight playoff appearances, Jim Harbaugh could be headed back to the NFL, according to the Athletic. The Athletic reporting today that he would leave his head coaching duties at Michigan if he received an offer from a team. That's according to multiple sources. The source told The Athletic, quote, I think it's a done deal if he gets an offer. The teams being floated, uh, the main one is the Carolina Panthers, but there's others that have been mentioned. There will obviously be no shortage of opportunities for him. So if The Athletic story is true, we may have seen the last of Jim Harbaugh as the head coach of Michigan. Oh, man. I mean, think about how they were ready for him to leave. And they make the playoff last year, and then they couldn't quite get past those TCU Horn Frogs. I mean, that's still amazing to me. I mean, I can't. We're going to talk, but, but any of our Hornheads out there, our Frog Frogheads, um, we'll uh, we will uh, talk about uh, all of these things that are uh, that are going on and. Uh, uh, we'll, uh, you know, TCU, boy, D. Winters, Max was not perfect the other day, but got the job done. What an enormous victory for the Frogs. And I'm just, uh, just stunning that they're playing for a national title. We'll talk about that here in about five minutes. Um, I do, I do, uh, find it interesting that Aaron, somewhere over the weekend, feel like it's been a while since we've been on the air Friday, the, uh, that, the East Carolina transfer that Baylor offered. Kind of uh, kind of interested in following him. Six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pound prospect, forty-eight tackles, four and a half for loss, three interceptions, six pass breakups. Got the offer from Coach Pallage. Uh, I just kinda like uh, I like the thought of that. Uh Jeray Wilson, J I R E H. That was from uh, a couple of days ago, and then uh, also the uh, there's an official visit that the Maryland transfer linebacker Ahmad McCullough is going to take, and so those are all these things become of great interest for a defense that is losing some starters in the portal. Can they go find some starters? Bears being pretty active in the portal will keep you posted on all of that. All right, 
We're going to talk to the uh, sideline analyst, the sideline man for uh, TCU football. He was there the other day at the Fiesta Bowl, and uh, his name is Landry Burdine. He is next. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Current and former players send prayers to Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin following last night's postponement of the Monday night football game in which Hamlin was administered CPR on the field. Details after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit swbc.com for financial services without the labels. The Cowboys learned yesterday that the league has scheduled the regular season finale at the Washington Commanders for Sunday afternoon kickoff at 325 Central. The anticipation of the final weekend of the regular season is overshadowed by last night's postponement of the Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati Bengals game on Monday Night Football following a truly scary on-field medical emergency. Bill's safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed after he had gotten up following a hit on a wide receiver. Hamlin was administered CPR on the field before being taken by ambulance to the local hospital where he was listed in critical condition. The Cowboys organization is sharing messages encouraging prayers for Hamlin. That's today's Cowboys Report. I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas. So many chores and so little time. If you feel this way too, WC Tractor is here to help. We've bundled up the most popular new Kubota tractors with the most popular implements and created ready-to-go Kubota packages for your convenience. Stop by any of our Kubota locations and take a test ride in our new affordable Kubota L3302. Neatly packaged with a loader, cutter, box blade, and trailer. Think of all the tasks you can conquer with a new Kubota tractor package. Come by or visit us online at wctractor.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. How Payne turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. 
fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I want to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Landry Burdine joining us on the uh, Matt Mosley Show. And Landry, congratulations, uh, former TCU player. Uh, the Rose Bowl, you were there for that, experienced that. What an amazing moment for the Frogs. But I would have to say the level and what was on, on at stake was a bigger deal on uh, on New Year's Eve, and uh, what a win! Have you? Uh, are you kind of like the like the coach now? Are you are you focused on the next one, Landry? You still find yourself kind of pinching yourself, excited, <laughs> celebrating the the win still. Hey Mosley, you know, man, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what day it is. To be honest with you, it's uh, and it's been really probably the craziest three or four days. Uh, that I can remember in a long time and, you know, exciting and exhausting. And, uh, you know, once the adrenaline dump kind of, kind of left, it was, uh, you know, a lot of reflection and, but man, I mean, what a, what an incredible time. I mean, you said it, you know, the, the Rose bowl was obviously a program changing win, but, uh, you know, for, for the Frogs to finally kick the door down for really for all of us, you know, all the teams that, you know, have been told that they don't belong for so long. Um, man, it's it's pretty sweet. It's It's been a pretty good time, no doubt about it. All right, I hope you gathered some confetti down there on the sideline. I loved your – I almost commented, but I don't want to overdo it. I'm sure, you you know, you don't think I overdo it with the praise. I can – but I, I liked your um, – I was listening on the radio when you gave your report to start the second half, and I thought, my gosh, 
uh, you know, does Sonny know Landry's in like the training room getting all this information? I'm just telling you, I listen to a lot of college football uh, broadcast, and the information you kind of get in there and dig out is uh, is always extremely helpful. But you had the report that Kendra uh, uh, Miller was was going to give it a go, and and that they had even. I don't know how you put it. Maybe they'd given him some painkiller or something to try to try to make him, you know, be able to go. And he did. And he just, you know, it wasn't there. But kudos to you, by the way, for uh, for that report. And uh, and I even I think it was maybe you kicked it back to John, and he even gave you a little pat on the back. John Denton, not a man known for his praise, said, "Great job, <laughs> great report, Landry." But um, what is, I mean this. This Kendry Miller, Miller thing, that's a big one. He's, today the news came out that uh, Sonny Dyke said he's listed as questionable for the national title game. Uh, what, I mean, that, that, what did you kind of see when he went out there the other day? Was it just not there? And, and what does your gut tell you as, as you kind of monitor this thing and you witness it the other day? Because he is a huge part of what TCU does. Yeah, he is. He he absolutely is. Um, you know, I, I I don't think he'll play. Uh, I I would be okay. surprised Mosley if he does. Um, I, you know, I, I think they're going to try everything they can to get him ready. Uh, but you know, those knee injuries are they're 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 tricky, man. And and especially for uh, for a running back that you know relies on power and speed and and all the things and really balance. You know, Kendra relies a lot on balance. He's he's got an uncanny ability. Uh, to stay upright and when you know when one of your tires is a little wobbly it makes it hard to do that so I would be surprised it's it's obviously if he doesn't get to play it would be uh, disappointing for him and for frog fans if for nothing else and I mean that guy's a large part of the reason the frogs are in this position so you know it remains to be seen but there's some really capable good backups behind him I mean heck Amari DiMercato had a heck of a day against Michigan and you know behind him is Amani Bailey and you just go down the list that running back room's pretty strong yeah, that one guy that didn't get any carries made a big play in the game. Uh, number 17 was down there, you know, making plays. And, I mean, I just, just so many huge plays in that ball game. Uh, I, just the atmosphere. What Take me inside, Landry, when you were uh, down there on the field. And that, there's, no, there's no place like Pasadena. I mean, okay, so when you're indoors, that is a, it's a whole different uh, atmosphere. But crowd-wise... Um, uh, did, I mean, and from a, uh, as far as just uh, the, the, the loud, you know, nature of it and all, was it, I mean, what was that environment like? Was it, was it pretty awe-inspiring? Yeah, it was. You know, um, I've been in some loud environments. That's up there with the, the top, uh, you know, but I think the energy in the room was palpable. It was because there's so much riding on the line. This wasn't just a bowl game and you know for the first time in the history of the program really uh this game meant more and there was a chance for another one and you know that's never the case with a bowl game I mean heck Mosley the the national championship wasn't even possible uh because of the way the system was set up you know you go you mentioned the Rose Bowl that team goes 13 and 0 beats a top five opponent in Wisconsin and they get a pat on the head and you know so it the the fact that this was within reach, uh, you could feel it in the building and in the you know the when I walked out on the field and I spent some time down there pregame and 
you know, when I was down there, you know, for kick and when the teams came out and everything else, I just kind of stopped and looked around and said, man, take a mental photograph of this because, you know, you, you may never be down here again. And, uh, man, it was, it was everything you would want a big-time environment to be. And I'll give the Frog fans a lot of credit, man. They showed out. They were big. They were loud. They matched Michigan crowd for crowd. And uh, the Frog fans were a lot louder than Michigan pretty much the entire game. They never sat down. And uh, it was really impressive. And I think it had an impact on the game. What about the man from Temple, uh, Johnston? I I thought that play settled things down. Michigan had made it back, and I think they were within three points at the time. And Max finds him downfield. That that, that play, there were so many huge plays, it's hard to just pick one out. But to me, that play kind of along the sideline there, uh, where where he came kind of across the field, that really kind of – I, I just thought things where I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, here they come, here they come. And, and did you feel, did you agree with me that that, that play just settled everything down? It was a, a tremendous, there were a lot of good answers from TCU, but I think they needed a big play right there. And to me, that kind of settled everybody down and TCU could kind of jump back in command of that thing. Yeah, there were two. You know, one was the the deep post from Duggan to, to Quentin Johnson kind of earlier in the game. And, and uh, you know, Duggan was under a tremendous amount of pressure. He stepped up in the pocket, showed a lot of poise, and delivered a strike. Mm-hmm. And that one that one was huge. And then and then I think you're talking about the underneath uh, screen route where he came, where Quentin Johnson came all the way across the field and then took it to the house. And, you know, I mean, he's just he's a special talent. Uh, you know, Temple's going to have themselves a, a first-round pick. Um uh, you know, when the NFL draft rolls around this spring or summer and, and, uh, you know, I fully expect him to be the first wide receiver taken. He's, he's unique in every way. And and I think the thing that people don't really understand about him is he's probably, uh, the best blocking wide receiver on this roster as well. I mean, he's relentless, uh, when he's asked to do things, he's a very unselfish player. He's a guy that leads with his pads. He doesn't, you know, he's a really soft spoken guy, but he, when he does speak, he commands the room and you know that's that's a pretty special it's a unique guy especially you know in this everybody look at me kind of culture that we live in these days he's he's kind of the antithesis of that man he, he's going to make a lot of money and and he's going to be a heck of a pro and uh we are sure glad we've had him in Fort Worth as long as we have that's what Central Texas produces, Landry, if you hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah, that's, kind of... right. that's right. <laughs> Soft-spoken guys, okay? Uh, Landry Birdeye joining us on the Bat Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. He's calling these games for TCU. And, uh, boy, John Denton, I mean, I we keep thinking his career as a broadcaster is over, and, and they keep winning, though. They keep kind of extending him, so he's going to get to call one more. Um, I, I got to say, uh, Landry, that Bud Clark, he's a young guy. I mean, it's not like he's been around there forever, but, my gosh, he's just he's a playmaking dude, and that play in particular where he breaks on the ball, uh, McCarthy responded in that game. But, I mean, to, to get those pick sixes, and that one in particular, uh, it just – I even thought back to Gary. You know I love Gary Patterson. I know you do, too. You played for him. But guys that he recruited, 
and and worked with and 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 obviously defense was such a huge part of what he did. He had to feel a tremendous amount of pride in like D. Winters, uh, uh, Bud Clark, some of those guys that were making just enormous plays all throughout that ball game. Yeah, that that play by Bud when he when he took that pick six back to you know it was the first score for TCU. Yeah, uh, to get on the board. That's when I was like, you know what? I think we got this. And um, you know, I know it was early in the game, and people probably laugh about that, but but it's true. I, I knew that we were. It looked like on film, in watching the film, that we were going to have a decided speed advantage uh, against them. And uh, that's a credit. You know, that TCU can say that. Baylor can say that. Uh, Texas can say that. The teams in the Big Twelve with this Texas talent. Uh, have a speed advantage over the Big Ten teams for sure. And that was evident on that play. I mean, it, the play, the break on the ball and the the ability to make that play uh, by Bud Clark was really something. And, and I think you saw that speed advantage uh, really throughout that game. Uh, you know, TC just kind of ran circles around Michigan in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah, Bud's a heck of a player, man. He's just one of those guys that uh, – you know, you look around and he's just always in the mix. I thought he did a great job. Well, I thought TCU, though, also knocked him off the ball. You're right about that speed. But to line up in the trenches and, and uh, you know, Sonny brought him up after the game. You know, everybody said how the Big Ten was going to beat up on TCU. I love that Sonny kind of – and he doesn't do it in a kind of a, a cocky way like some other coaches, but he does it in that kind of homespun, almost kind of quiet way. But he let it be known after that game. I'm tired of hearing all that crud about how we – and then see, after the game he said, well, I'm sure we'll hear it <laughs> about Georgia, about this next matchup as well. But that had that was a great sign for the Frogs in my mind, Landry, is just – lining up and, and winning some of those battles at the line of scrimmage. I, I think that surprised Michigan. Uh, you know, oh, and then, of course, sure we, yeah. yeah. And, and well, I just had – sorry to interrupt you, Matt. I, you know, they, no. they, it, of, of course it surprised them, and, you know, because, by God, they're Michigan. And, and you know, they're, they, they've got an M on their helmet or whatever they got on their helmet. And, they're, you know, and, and that's the thing that's kind of laughable. I'll be honest with you, I think Baylor had – one of the best offensive lines that we saw all year. And I think Kansas State's defensive front was much better than Michigan. And, you know, so so for TCU to go out and be the most physical football team in that game didn't surprise me at all. And that, you know, it sounds a little salty from my end, but, you know, I think Sonny was right to point out that, you know, we're kind of tired of hearing about uh, how great the Big Ten is or how great Michigan is just because they're Michigan. I think if you – really were to sit down and, and break down film, you would know that, you know, it was going to be a very phys- physical football game and TCU wasn't going to get bullied because they haven't all year by better personnel. And I tell you the thing, the matchup that was really fascinating for me and one that I thought was, you know, won by TCU was Dominic Williams, who's a true freshman, nose guard, came in and won yeah. that job out of camp over two senior guys with a lot of experience going up against you know, the Remington Award Center, you know, winning center as the best center in the country for Michigan. And he, he drew him to a stalemate, if not beat him, you know, at the end of that game. I thought Don Williams is huge in that game. And, you know, the Frogs just showed that, hey, look, TCU football and Big 12 football is smash-mouth football now. And I'll be honest with you, you know, this is a Baylor station, and, and I'm going to, you know, cater to my Baylor buddies a little bit, but 
I credit Dave Aranda with a lot of that, with kind of changing how Big 12 football was going to be played. I think I think a lot of that is his influence. Um, seeing the lighter running or the lighter linebackers and the more uh, defenses that are geared towards stopping the pass, Dave Aranda flipped that on its head and said, "We're going to beef up and run the football," and that forced a change in this league and a change that has allowed TCU and some of these other teams. Uh, to compete on the national level because they can they can play physical football now. This is this is not the Big Twelve of five years ago. I may play that last part back to myself during this long hard winter as Baylor recovers from <laughs> going six and seven. Hey, you guys, you guys got a good one there. I, I will tell you that I'm a big Dave Aranda fan. All right, I like that. I like that guy that that transfer y'all got from Navy. I mean, what a. Is that number 57? Is it Hodges? Because y'all have a Hodge yeah, and a yeah. Hodges. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, and, that... both, and both were really good. Yeah, Johnny Hodges is was our guy that we brought in from the transfer portal. But he and Jamoy Hodge, uh, middle linebacker, both had a heck of a day uh, on Saturday against Michigan. They both played really, really well. Yeah, and I would say that first play of the game uh, or that first series where they got that r- long run and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what's about to happen here? Getting that stand. And then Michigan, being the power team that it is, trying to go, uh, trying to run that long, you know, reverse or whatever they were trying to do. I mean, that just, that was a really, I think, poor choice by them early in that game. But that was uh, that was fascinating in so many ways. Now, by the way, Landry, while I have you, let me congratulate you publicly that Alito, I mean, you've got uh, loved ones that go to Alito, and at least one that I know of, uh, one of your sons plays on that Alito football team, state champions. That is, uh, that's very exciting, and uh, I happen to be there, by the way, class uh, class 5A uh, state champs, and uh, I was right up there and, and uh, enjoying that whole thing, and that was... Uh, that was a lot of fun, but, boy, what a great thing for the community. And what's funny, Landry, is, you know, those never get old, do they? Even though they've won a ton of them, each, each season is its own identity in a way or own special team. So, I mean, you're living the life with a state title and the Frogs playing for a national title. This is, uh, this is pretty heady stuff for you. Yeah, it's been a good, uh, good football year in the Burdine house, Mosley. No question about it. My I've got twin sons, and and uh, one of them still plays football. And he was a sophomore, and got to got to get some varsity experience, especially on special teams. And you know, got to play in a state championship game. And uh, you know, I, I just it's just been one of those magical years, man. I, I told my wife the other day, I said one of these years we're going to look up and say, you know, that was kind of a fun time <laughs> in our lives. So it was. It's been a good run. There's no question about it. All right, well, listen, always fun having you on. And um, uh, as uh, as the Frogs get ready to take on Georgia for a national title, why don't you go win the thing? And by the way, Bear fans don't admit it, uh, like to admit it, but I would bet the majority of Baylor people were actually rooting for the Frogs the other day. They 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 might not admit it publicly, but I do I do think the green and gold were backing you. Not that y'all really needed us, but I do think that was uh, happening the other day. Just for the record. Oh, I think so too, and I can promise you, we'd be rooting for Baylor if the roles were reversed. I, there's nothing better to me, and you know Baylor and TCU have been on the cusp a lot more than Texas, Texas A&M, and those others. And 
they've kind of carried the water for the conference. So, no, if the roles were reversed, we'd be rooting for Baylor. Uh, no question about it, man. I'm glad to be there, and we'll take all the support we can get, brother. All right, Landry, have a great one, and uh, have safe travels, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Mosley. Thanks, bud. You bet. Landry Burdine, the uh, the big-time TCU sideline man. And, Aaron, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, you know, it sounded like I was uh, I was uh, puffing up a guest, which maybe I was, but he's a, he's a longtime friend. And coming out from break, uh, or coming out from the second half, I just happened to be listening to the TCU uh, radio broadcast. And he was like, hey, I was just inside with the trainers. And I thought, man, he's in there getting – and they shot they shot Kendra up. They, they put some you know stuff to deaden the pain. He's going to try to give it a go with his knee. And I thought, man, this is up-to-the-date, unbelievable information. Kendra Miller um, did try to go to start the second half, couldn't go, and then uh, DeMarcado ended up having a big game. Well, unfortunately – um, we got to go. We got to get gone, and uh, we've got a uh, we've got Baylor women's basketball coming up, and Nikki and the women will try to get that going. Derek and Sophia will be on the call, and then tomorrow with a lot more information for you, and hopefully we'll we'll get some better news on this uh, Bills player, uh, Demar Hamlin. Uh, Aaron, great job by you today, and uh, everybody stay tuned because Baylor women's basketball is coming up next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's going to check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor women's basketball back in action tonight on the road in Big 12 play. Headed to Norman, we'll give you details. Plus the Baylor men home tomorrow hosting TCU. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Got the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the big finish sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball coming off their conference opening 64-42 win over TCU in the Farrell Center on Saturday. Now a fairly quick turnaround. They play tonight in Norman against the Oklahoma Sooners. It's a matchup between number 23 Baylor and number 17 Oklahoma Another strong test early in the conference schedule, says head coach Nikki Collin. Now the welcome that we're going to get in Norman is going to be different. You know, it's like put your track shoes on and 
and you're not allowed to be tired, you know, because they just play, you know, the closest thing I'll say to it is, and we actually covered this up, but one probably could have shot it. Um, Caitlin got a transition layup and, and maybe should have been an and one. And she's laying on the floor and they take the ball out and they're running back at us. Oklahoma does not care if you score. It's how fast can we get it out and score on you. And so you can't celebrate. I mean, there is no celebrating. Celebrations happen at timeouts and end of quarters, you know, and when you win a basketball game. Um, because they play just as fast off misses and as on makes as they do on misses. So do I hope? Um, I think we're going to take any win. I think any win in the Big 12 is a good win. you got to protect your home court. Um, you know, but I, I just really think it comes down to it's a whole different pace. Um, they're, they're super, super confident, you know, and their one loss um, was a back-to-back, -back, which, you know, um, when they played at BYU and at Utah and, Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball, 10-3 on the season, 1-0 in Big 12 conference play. Take on the Oklahoma Sooners tonight in Norman on the air at 